I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, who's jumped more times this year than DeAndre Jordan. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> I might have jumped more times than DeAndre this year. <laughs> so- okay, in his defense, three defensive possessions in a row against the Suns last night, he jumped. And helped. Three times he, in a row I counted during the third quarter. He, he blocked TJ Warren at the beginning of the game, and I about spit out my food. Oh, yeah, I have and to I say like, that I only got to watch the second half today, but that's the part that <laughs> as soon as he As soon as he blocked TJ Warren, I literally tweeted out, DeAndre blocked a shot. He's, got, he's it, got blocks, though. Yeah. He's but got the fact that it, But the fact that it wasn't his man and he blocked him. <laughs> We, uh, Nick and I are joking because, or joking about that, because uh, Zach Lowe of ESPN dropped a new pod today, or yesterday, with Bill Simmons, uh, and they kind of went through a bunch of different teams across the league. I'm not done with the podcast yet, but uh, anyway, it reached the point to where they're talking about the Mavericks, briefly, briefly, just real quick, and Zach asked Bill about uh, if he had jumped more than DeAndre. They're talking about Luca and going back and forth, and Bill hates how the Mavericks are constructed and wants them to make a trade and brings up the whoa, Tim- whoa Bill wow I don't I don't think we've ever heard that before <laughs> brings up the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade that you guys keep sending us again, and then he tried to move on and Zach was like no 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 wait wait Bill ha- who has jumped more this past year you or DeAndre Jordan <laughs> I, I died laughing in my car I was like. Are you kidding me with this? So funny. I don't Nailed think I've it right seen, on the head too. I don't think I've seen a, a national guy. We we both love Bill Simmons, and yes. it, it's kind of like you just accept him for who he is. Yes, and uh, doesn't it mean we agree with everything he says? But you're never going to be like or that love with Boston teams. We, we yes. neither of those things we agree. With. <laughs> but uh, we both listen to a lot of uh, yeah, Ringer yeah. podcasts. But. Uh, I don't think I've seen a national guy attach himself to a trade idea more than and Tim Bill Hardaway. This stupid Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. I mean, he has mentioned on his pod before. He has mentioned it on like in uh, writing like pieces yes. before. He's he mentioned in another trade. Uh, I mean, a tweet the other day, like three replies to Woj, like, and then you can even tell. Like, I don't know if you're like I was when I was listening to Zach Clodium when he started go down. He goes, you know, and Tim Hardaway, they was- can move Tim Hardaway, and I'm like. He's going down the He's road doing again. It again. Here, it co- here it comes. Every Mavericks fan knew what was about to happen. And I, you love- know what? Dallas could do this. West. I'm like, oh my gosh, again. He's doing it again. And I love how he brings it up. And Zach Lowe was like, he, he you know, Bill called him an undervalued asset now because you know the the system he's in in New York and all this. And yes, Zach's like, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Zach. I'm with Zach Lowe on this. I, I, you're not as much. I'm not as much. Uh, I'm more on Bill's side of that. But my whole thing was is like New York's going to have to attach an asset with that. You can't just swap Hardaway out with it for yeah, an expiring so contract. 
you got to get Nelly Kina. You got to get something like that. I do agree with with Bill's suggestion of that this sort of unused or this thing that that you know this kind of money ball way of of thinking that could the Mavs could take advantage of is taking on some longer term money because so many teams are trying to look for cap space, and I just don't think that you know, the Mavs could keep open you know enough for a one max slot of caps and still you know take on some of these guys if they get good players but like there's no reason for them to keep open two max spots you know or to keep open is like 50 million dollars in in cap space this summer because they're just not going to get enough guys to fill all that yeah here coming pretty soon we'll do a podcast on uh, laying out the landscape of the league this summer as far as cap space to give you all uh, so many of you guys a perspective on who all will have how much cap space because so many times any trade suggestion is brought up and so many people jump at it and say, well, that's just going to cut into cap space this summer. Yeah. Well, hmm, well, let's look at back at all of our free agent winning moments. Yeah, and if you guys haven't listened to our uh, too, way too early look at the 2019 free agent class, go look at that. That was a, that was a, Gosh. Month, a month ago maybe we did that, a couple weeks ago. It was before Christmas for sure. Um, so go back and listen to that podcast. We go through all the free agents coming up, and we kind of give a realistic look at who the Mavs could get. Yes. Um, and that was back when the Mavs were a little better, so you, you can listen to us be a little happier. <laughs> and, of course, you can listen to yesterday's pod about all these fake trades that we yes. threw out there. Yeah. Uh, there's which, still a crazy amount of you all that listen yeah, to that. Yeah, I was going to say, which not many of you did not listen to that podcast. So uh, we appreciate that. Yesterday became our second highest download day ever. We keep breaking records, and we appreciate you guys for downloading and sharing and uh, telling your friends because people say that, hey, my buddy showed me this and, you know, I listened. And so we appreciate that for sure. Uh, but let's get to let's not put let's not bury the lead here, Isaac. Uh, tonight or last night, last night, if you guys are listening to this on Thursday, Luka Doncic put that dang rookie of the year race to bed. There's there's just unless Jaron Jackson can put together, you know, uh a month of just insane insanity. 30, no. 30 points here and there, 15 boards here and there. Unless he does that, Luka Doncic is your rookie of the year, and there is just no one else close to him. Marvin Bagley. No. Uh, no. Stop. It, it's, Get, it's always been done. <laughs> like, I mean, we were like two weeks into the season, the race was over. I mean, it, it, it sucks that Dallas has fell back into the standing sum, and Memphis has also. So it's not. I think it would be um, a tighter conversation if Dallas stayed like 14th. And Memphis was like sixth or seventh in the West or something. Which they're probably, what, four games away from doing? They go on a four-game, five-game win streak. They could be right back there. Yeah, yeah. So, and and we think Dallas, Dallas will turn, turn things around. But uh, I was beyond pissed off in the first half of this game tonight. It was unbelievable. Just, yeah. Like, I, like it, it was, there's, there's no way to describe of why Dallas should be where they're at with Phoenix. Like, coming off the bad game against the Lakers and how the effort defensively, like they're just completely on a whole different page. And I get like Rick switched up some things like rotation wise. He left like DeAndre and some of the starters in. Well, we have to mention that Dennis Smith Jr. missed the game. Dirk missed the game. That kind of screwed up rotation. So he kind of had to. Uh, but yeah, yes. he did do some different lineup things tonight that, that I thought were, were interesting. De- was Devin out or did Devin just not play? Um, Because I didn't see anything about Devin being inactive. No, he, but No, he played eight minutes. Oh, he played in the because he didn't play in the second half at all. Yeah, yeah, he played. He played eight minutes in the game, but um, you know they started Maxi, which 
Holy crap, newsflash, Maxi can actually play basketball. Did we ever know that? Is there is there a player in the league that goes from not playing, like DNPs and in whole halves, to starting? It's just, it's so weird to me how that happens. And not only not playing, but to starting and actually playing well. It's right. like, what on? Yeah, 13 points, nine boards, two blocks. He absolutely swallowed, swallowed this shot. From uh, who was Akobo? Elliot Akobo drove into yeah. the lane and just two hands and, and he puts two hands over him and just like eats the ball. I feel like I've tweeted out a gif of him all throughout the season of him just blocking guys at the rim because people think that they can challenge Maxi and they can't. And so tonight was like the first night I ever prefaced the tweet of, I feel like I tweet this whenever Maxi plays. <laughs> I love when players challenge Maxi at the at the rim and. I mean, I, I just don't I don't know what to say anymore. Maxi should be playing. He should not ever be out of the rotation. Not only out of the rotation completely, he should be a main part of the rotation going forward. There is no there's no explanation behind that at all. There's nothing. He he should never get below fifteen minutes. He should get more than fifteen minutes. Like it's just yeah. And he hit two threes tonight. That's been one thing. If you're going to point to something and be like, hey, he's just not shooting the ball well. If he's going to be out there, he has to shoot the ball well, which I don't agree with. But if that's one of if that's one of the things that maybe Carlisle's holding on to, uh, he hit a couple shots tonight. And that's he hit all of his free throws, and he didn't turn the ball over four times. So, <laughs> so but no, yeah, it, it, good, the whole first great, half was – well, just the whole first half was just complete funk, and they went in like I was so mad in the first half. Like I, I'm like I, I don't even want to freaking watch this thing like right now because there was the Lakers game, and you're like now is when you have to bounce back. Like I, I was at work today, and this guy came to my desk and was like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna go to the Mavs game tonight," and I'm like, "Oh, sweet, cool." Um, he's like, you know, any, you know, is it gonna be fun? Like all this stuff. I'm like, well, they're playing the Suns. And they just got <laughs> the crap beat out of them or a bad loss on Monday night and a loss that they shouldn't have lost at all. Uh, so they should be really inspired. I was like, tonight should be a fun game to go to because they should be like, just beat the crap out of them. Bounce back game at home. Devin Booker's not playing for the Suns. The, yeah, go to it. And that first half happened, and I literally thought about that conversation. I'm like, what am I even doing anymore? Why can't I? Why, like, why am I even pushing the Mavericks to bounce back from this. Like it, I was so frustrated in that first half and I don't, I don't know why I'm all worked up after a win right now, but we love fiery Isaac after no, a win. I was, I was just, I the was people so pissed get both. off. I was so mad at that first. I don't know. I think I was more mad at that first half than I was the entire Lakers game. And I, because I was like halfway depressed in the Lakers game. And now like tonight I was just mad and it literally took, the third, a third, third quarter starting, and it literally took the 19-year-old Luca of literally a switch inside of his head of saying, you know what, I think it's time for me to freaking take over this game. And that's where we're at as a team. Like, everything rides on Luca, and this is why we talk about they need to make some type of move, they need something. And it took these back-to-back threes, a defensive play by him. I thought this was one of the best defensive games he's played all season. Well, there's a, there's a good reason for that, and I will tell you what that is coming up next. Isaac mentioned that Luca had a, a one of his best defensive nights. Uh, there's a really good reason for that, and it came after 
the uh, <laughs> post game. That's actually let's play that audio. Let's go ahead and play the audio from uh, Jeff Skin Wade on Fox Sports Southwest talking to Luca about why maybe he had a, a really good uh, <laughs> defensive performance tonight. Uh, okay, was it fun going? Not only DeAndre being the number one pick for the Suns, but also that your old national coach over there on the sideline. Did that give it a little something extra? Yeah, I mean, I always love play against uh, friends, uh, especially my coach. Uh, like to talk, talk something to him. Of I course. noticed that. What did you, what did you say to him? I saw some of that. No, I know all the plays because it, it was the same place, almost the same place. So I always knew the place I was talking like. He go, he don't gonna get the shot because I know the plays. So <laughs> that's so funny to me that he knew all the plays that I love playing. <laughs> My old coach because I know all his plays. They're all the same plays. <laughs> Is he, there's a um, there's a moment in the second half to where he's over there standing next to Igor. Yeah, and <clears throat> they're both talking and stuff like that. And uh, it's just a cool moment. He, like you're just smiling. You're like, oh, I wonder what they're actually talking about. I know Skin asking him about what they were talking about and all that. But if I'm Luca, like you can't help to think that there is some type of hey, you should have took me. I that's what I tweeted. I, I, I like, literally tweeted out that gif of them two talking, and I and I, I put like Luka Doncic. Hey, coach, why didn't you guys draft me? And then Igor saying, uh, "Hey, have you ever met Robert Sarver?" <laughs> now, okay, now I want to say this: I am a, a fan of DeAndre Ayton. I it, I think DeAndre Ayton is good. Yes. I think he will be good. Yeah, we're both. There fans. is that, you will not get slander from me about DeAndre Ayton. I was a fan of him before the draft. I'm a fan of him now. I thought, <clears throat> like I thought, the offensive foul on like Dwight Powell to where his elbow hit him, like that. That's just a weak call. I mean, I, I'm, it's not just just Dwight Powell, but like. He just literally caught the ball. Like, what are you supposed to do yeah. as a as a big man? Like Dwight Powell's yeah. face had more touches on DeAndre Ayton's elbow than uh, I think Dwight had like touches on on ball tonight on the ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think three times no. in the third quarter he just connected, just elbow to face. But that third quarter, they they're just Luca. It literally felt like a light switch when he hit those two threes. He like broke up this alley oop. He brought that momentum. Like it started with him of him saying, "It's almost at times that like he he probably deep down he probably he knows that he's the best player on the team, and you see it in those type of moments. But he probably does have this mindset too of like, you know what, I I can't be on all the time. Like this is a my first season." He's probably getting coached that way. We have all these other players on the team. You even saw it when Skin was talking to him in that post game thing, of and Skin kind of asked him about that. And he's like, "Oh, we have a lot of good players on the team," and like, oh, "Blah blah 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 blah." And he's given the politically correct answers, and that's awesome. But and it seems like there's times where he just lets the other guys shine and stuff. But it's like he 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 grabbed the bull by the horns and you know what I am like I'm the best player and I'm tired we can't lose to Phoenix at home without Devin Booker truth serum Nick if they had Devin Booker does Dallas win this game tonight Ooh. not the way they're playing I say no and, and like I'm happy that they obviously won but like before we hit record Nick was like you you're gonna you're like already upset about this you're not satisfied with this win I'm like no I'm not like we should have beat these got like it, it should have been a much different game and yeah I'm I'm happy obviously but this this win should have looked a lot better and more confident of a win 
I think also, I think playing against a guy like Devin Booker brings out something else in Luka, too. We, we've seen him against, you know, like, like the Damian Lillard the other night, or against James Harden, or uh, he tried, or against LeBron, the, the first time in LA against LeBron. You know, it, it, playing against these guys kind of brings out a little bit in him. Uh, maybe DeAndre Ayton did that tonight. I don't know. Maybe he's just, like you said, turned on the light switch and decided that, okay, the Mavericks need, the, my team needs a quarter. My team needs a quarter from me to, you know, to come out and to take this lead and just hold it for the rest of the game. And so he just did that. Um, but I, I wonder if that would have brought that out in, in Luca a little early. You get Devin Booker hitting some threes and Luca's like, okay, now I got to get, you know, this crowd back into it. And who knows? Yeah. So you never know. All these what ifs are so fun because you just, you never know. <laughs> you, know you never know if they would have won with, with Booker, but they just weren't playing well. And uh, man, Josh Jackson was yeah been out of the rotation and has been you know getting weird dnps and then all of a sudden he, he i thought he played a great game tonight good defensive game hit 17 points uh, he started so- off the game like on fire like even a little touch in the paint hitting a three i'm like <clears throat> okay like i i was kind of ready to just be completely all out on him yeah and um yeah i mean he, he actually looked pretty good tonight yeah so good for him uh uh, shout out to all of the Suns fouling out tonight, though. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I didn't like this referee game at all. Like yeah. I thought both sides was just completely sloppy and just dumb. Very weird stuff. Really late calls, too, I thought, uh, especially down the stretch. Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, DeAnthony Melton fouled out with six fou- with obviously with six fouls. DeAndre Bro, his Ayton- face, he looks 45 years old. <laughs> Why? With just the stash and just everything, if you just put his picture on Basketball Reference, I'm like, oh crap, man, he played in the '80s, didn't he? I'm like, nope, he's a rookie right now, second round pick. Uh, yeah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> I'm glad you got to make that point. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, Josh Jackson, Elliot Kobo, and Rashawn Holmes all had five fouls. Uh, so then <laughs> there was a there was a. Oh, there was a there was a different game out there in a different universe in a different multiverse where uh five yeah five Suns fouled out. <laughs> they would have played like an extra five minutes. I think they all would have fouled out. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> you know, when you see Tyson playing for the Lakers, <clears throat> I can't help to think they literally just gave him up for nothing. Like that was just such a goodwill thing for him. like they could have got something for him. You know, like. They could have well, gotten. Well, the, the thing is, he just he was playing so bad in Phoenix too. It's just playing with a team like this, you have to be, you know, a young, hungry guy to actually want to go out there and play hard every night. Like like Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes is playing for his NBA career, I think, right now in Phoenix, and so he goes out there and he goes after every loose ball and he goes after the rebounds and he tries hard and he's a. Sw- yeah, but still, that was an expiring contract, though, right? Like I mean, we just we saw the Woj stuff yesterday, of which makes absolutely no sense to me. Of this like potential Cantor Zach Randolph type of swap. <laughs> so weird. What a I, why, weird. why in the heck does either team do this? And but Isn't so, like, Cantor and ex- yeah, they're both expiring. So like that's another one of those things of like you could have gotten something for Tyson. It literally it was basically because Tyson's such a good guy, and literally people praise him so much around the league of saying, "Hey, we'll just buy you out and let you go pick your team, let you go play for the Lakers." And uh, like where you want to play in Los Angeles. So anyway, that's off the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they could have kept they could have kept him on the team. They couldn't use him on this team. To I thought they were going to keep him on to help mentor DeAndre Ayton. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but, we thought that was like a whole thing. It hey, was already built in. But 
But they signed our guy, Quincy Acey. Hey. I'm so excited for him. Um, yeah, he. I have a connection to Quincy Acey, and he was the very first guy I ever interviewed when I started doing basketball stuff. And he's one of the very first guys I like kind of built a relationship with and talked to off the court. And his and like he has an adorable family. I think his his wife just started like a, a vlog about their family. He's obviously from the Dallas area yeah. and all that stuff. And he got the ten day contract with Phoenix. So I haven't reached out to him and congratulated him on that. But I was I'm always I've always been a huge fan of him as an energy guy off the bench. And yeah. I think there's a spot for him on any team. So I'm super happy that he's on Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, really good to see him. Uh, he was standing next to Dorian Finney Smith in the on. Uh, Free throws though, and he's shorter than Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're both like six eight, something like that. Yeah, no, but Quincy AC is a good inch, maybe an inch and a half shorter than him. Dang. Uh, Quincy's like Quincy's like six seven. So But yeah, it was good. To, it was definitely good to see him uh, out there. Also, did you watch the Fox Sports Southwest broadcast? Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, with with uh Falwell and Skin and Yeah, Hall. yeah. <laughs> Towards the end of the game. When everyone was fouling and everybody's getting five fouls and Melton was fouling out, Skin said, "Are all the Suns about to foul out?" And then Falwell says, "They might have to, t- they might have to dust off Dragon Bender." Oh my gosh, is he a healthy scratch? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, why didn't Jamal Crawford play? Is he hurt? He's completely out. I don't know what's up with Jamal Crawford. Hmm. I D- have fa- DMP I have fam- old. <laughs> I have family in uh, my mother's in, and she never visits. Uh, she visits like one or twice a year. And uh, so I decided to stay home tonight uh, with my mother. I normally would take them to the game, but she really don't care about basketball that much. So uh, I'll be back in the AAC uh, this weekend. And she really wanted course. to see Jamal Crawford, or what was your point with that? <laughs> No, my point is that's why uh, that's why I was not at the game tonight, and oh, I, yeah. I was watching the broadcast. Um but yeah, <laughs> so funny that he's it. I think he said something like, and only the way Followell can. Followell just has these little turn of phrase, like these little phrases that I think he writes down and just is like, I want to use this phrase at some point. Like the too sweet to be sour that he used a couple I, times this year. Uh, I don't think Hart writes down any phrases. No, I'm talking about Followell. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying uh, I don't think Hart writes down anything. <laughs> I don't think Hart writes down anything. <laughs> but it was something like you get, take the mothball, mothball, <laughs> dragon bender, or something like that. I just thought that was funny. So they are like we we laugh sometimes, but they they're literally are like the, one of some of the best in the entire league. Like yes. I, we we can't praise them enough, and other people praise them uh, outside of like Mavericks people too, like Harp and, and Mark. They do an amazing job, and there are way. Way worse color oh, commentators than Derek Harper. Oh Guys, my word! Just go just, listen to Clyde Drexler. <laughs> go listen I love to whoever. Clyde, but who's oh the who's the uh, the Houston guys? I cannot li- listen to a Houston broadcast. It's just well, Clyde, Clyde's on there. I listen he to. Is, yeah, um, he is. There's another guy on there too. But yeah, when I was at home uh, in Kentucky for Christmas, they played the uh, Pelicans Mavs game on NBA TV, and it was the Pelicans guys, and it was David Wesley, which has a connection to oh, Melvin yeah. Hunt, who used to be. Like, oh, anyway, I wrote a whole story about his. They're they have a really cool backstory with Baylor University and all this stuff. Anyway, but they were just horrible. I mean, like absolutely horrible. <laughs> he had a nice connection with a guy that I, I enjoy, and yeah, he's really bad at it. But he he was bad at that. Uh, what would it take to get Mikael Bridges on the Mavericks? Because Gosh, I would absolutely I love wish. him with Luka Doncic. We wanted Mikael Bridges so bad. We stand so hard for Mikael. Like you were I like love- you were talking about taking him fifth. 
I literally, I literally went for a while of taking of taking him fifth. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. Listen, if we stayed at at five. Oh my gosh, here we go. Should we do this after the break? No, no. Hold the break. If we <laughs> stayed at five, and Luca and Jaron and DeAndre were all gone. Okay, that'd be sad. Would you would you take Mikel right now over Bamba or Wendell? I don't know. Wendell's hitting some threes in Chicago right now. I think I would take Bridges. I love I love Mikel. So. I had Bridges really high. You want me to pull up our, our boards? I have our final boards here somewhere. I can't remember how high I had. I think I had him higher than Knox. I just thought at that time we were building. At that time we didn't think we were going to get Luca at five. So it's like who could fit and help Dennis the most. And Mikel was... Uh, or still, I mean, it's really the same concept of what Mikel would do for Dennis. He would okay. do for Luke. As of June nineteenth, which I think the draft was the twentieth, like the day after. Yeah, this is our board. Uh, I had Luca, Jaron Jackson, Mo Bamba, Michael Porter Jr., and Mikael Bridges at five. Dang. Uh, you had Luca, DeAndre Ayton, Mo Bamba, Marvin Bagley, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. and Mikael Bridges at six. Okay. So we both have him in top six, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how high we were on Mikael Bridges. We yes. both loved Mikael. And, um, yeah, I, I like I just love his game. And he would be awesome alongside. Oh, by the way, breaking news. Jamal Crawford, We I don't know why he didn't play tonight, but he just tweeted, music gets you through. Oh. Uh, so, I don't know. He's getting through something. Through the losses. <laughs> oh, getting through playing, playing from Phoenix. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back. Let's let's just let's talk about the guy, the man, the myth, the Don, the whatever you want to call him, the Wonder Boy. Let's talk about Luka Doncic. Oh, God, no, not whatever you want to call him, because we're not calling him the Matador. All right, Isaac, we're not. We call- never talked. We never talked about the Matador thing, did we? Did you talk about where while I was gone? We've talked about how we about don't the, like the Matador about the Mavericks thing. filing for trademark of it. Oh my gosh, I talked about Actually, it in my, no, in my ten things okay, video. No, a little no, no, bit, yeah. But. I'm going to refuse to comment on that. I can't comment on that. Listen, <laughs> I've gotten more open with my that opinions. the first time that you've actually thought about talking about something on the podcast and then went back on it and realized you shouldn't talk about it? Yes, I I, I can't talk about that. Let's move on. I'll talk about it. It's terrible. I've, and I hope I've that said, if well, they I've get... I've said I don't like the nickname, but I don't want to talk about the Mavericks and all that stuff. Trying to. I hope if they make any money off of it, they give half of it or all of it to Luca. Okay. Um. Holy cow! This this kid is so good. His step that that step back that I tweeted out. You can go at Nick Van Exit and go look at that step back video that I tweeted out. Is so nasty. He yeah. he just it's this. If you look at, I'm gonna do a breakdown. I have to do a breakdown on these because his drive and his step back. The step the first step is the exact same. Like that, I think is what gets guys more than anything. Is that it looks the exact same. It feels the exact same way. He sells it so hard. It just looks like he's driving into the lane. Like I think if I did a side by side and and did like frame by frame, watch one of these is going to be a step back and one of these is going to be a drive. Tell me which one is which. I don't think people would be able to pick out which one is which. It's just it's incredible. Well, I love his swag. I love I love his confidence. I love and how he some, always like wipes his hands every single time he hits a three. Like he just waves them in the air. Like, he's like on I'm fire. too hot. I just yeah. gotta wave it off. Um, like that step back three at the end of the game tonight, he didn't even have to do it. Like they, the game was pretty much over, but I mean they were up pretty comfy, 
and he just ice those out. And then how that. about this? How about that full court shot that he threw up <laughs> at the very yeah. end of it? He is. What's the uh, the worldwide wob? You know his whole thing about guys that field goal percentage. Yeah, and field like, goal oh, percentage. There's there's he has this whole thing where guys will wait until after the clock. You know, after the buzzer goes to shoot the the half court shot to try so that it doesn't mess up their field goal percentage. And then yeah. he has the thing where guys will pass the ball to another player right as the clock expires so they don't get a, a turnover. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Luca does not care about that. He is not no. in that club at all. Luca doesn't care. <clears throat> his swag, his confidence, how he just bounces around, and he just has this. Uh, he really has this type of energy that we just haven't seen on the Mavs for for a long time, and just what well, his, his type of energy and expressions and everything is what you is literally what you get off of like the end of the bench guy of like the energy and everything is like yes. the Robert Sacre or like like shout out like, Robert Sacre <laughs> he is like he's like grad. He's like that type of guy off the end, of, like the energy and everything off the end of the bench. Except he's the star too. Like that's the cool. That's the cool thing yeah. about it is he's not too cool for school. He's not. Yeah, who's know. like that? Is there is there anyone like that in the NBA right now? I don't know. Like I mean, Giannis Kawhi? a little bit. Kawhi, stop it. No, I mean, I mean, LeBron tries, but his is just all antics and just for show. Remember so, when? Like, remember when LeBron used to do the take the picture of the whole group before oh, the game no, in Cleveland, can, and he used to I do the bowl, the LeBron. bowling thing. This is a good podcast. I don't want to go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> you found my Reddit freaking name the other day, and you put it. I put it out for everybody. So I'm like, dang, I can't hide behind. That it was anymore. so funny. It's not your. It's not his real Reddit name, by the way. But that's... how do you know that? Oh, it's really funny. Is it really? He don't know. <laughs> By the way, uh, Luca, 30 points, six boards, five assists, three steals that we mentioned earlier because he knew all the plays. Five of 14 from the field, that's 57%. Uh, four of nine from three, that's 44%. 10 of 16 from the free throw line, that's 62.5%. <sighs> he was working on his free throws in practice yesterday. Uh, there's a picture, I think, that Bryce tweeted out. Well, he didn't work on them long enough. <laughs> of of Luca hitting free throws, Rick Carlisle standing right next to him, and Dirk standing next to him as well on the free throw line. So he's getting some extra work on this. And after the game, Jeff Skin Wade said that this is probably his one weakness in his game right now is his free throws. It's it's so weird. Yeah, Here's my thing. Okay, I think he's shooting 77% on the season right now. He shot 62% tonight. Guys, I'm 70, 74%. I'm just going to be real with y'all. If free throws is his biggest worry, um, to each their own, bro. <laughs> yeah. you, you can shoot 40% for all I care right now. You're doing so much for this team. Other people can pick up that slack. Like, other people need to do more at that time. All right. Um, well, nah. You can't shoot 40% if you're taking 16. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm obviously like kidding a little bit. But I'm I'm trying to say I've seen people on Twitter and stuff tonight. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's got it! Like this is please come on. We don't need to worry about that right now. Yeah, there are uh, way more things pretty, you can put your energy into. Yes, he just put up the you know thirty six and five, thirty six and then five, and uh, I mean what he's doing is just uh, unbelievable. But yeah, I mean he shot like I'm more happy that he got to the line sixteen. He shot sixteen free throws. So. Uh, um, let's just be 
he is brilliant. What what really what I enjoy, I enjoy watching uh, opposing teams players absolutely foul him and then get so pissed that they fouled him. Yes. Like are you mad that at yourself? Are you complaining? Are you mad right now at yourself for fouling him or are you mad that the ref actually called that foul in which he fouled him? Because yes. You're actually fouling him. Like there, are, there are a lot of those now. Now he's really good at selling it at times, right. but there were some plays tonight where uh, Holmes and some of those guys were freaking out. I'm like, bro, you you literally fouled him. The only two teenagers to ever put up a game of thirty points, six boards, five assists, three steals are <sighs> Nina Christic. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Uh, Bobby, Carolla, Bobby by the way, Bobby Carolla tweeted this out. Um, he beat me to it. It's uh, LeBron, LeBron, James, and, LeBron James and Kevin and Durant. Gilbert Durant. And Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, that's cool. it. That's wild. Teenagers with the most 30-point games in NBA history. LeBron with 13. He was a teenager for like two seasons. So, Car- Carmelo, 10. Kevin Durant, 7. Devin Booker, six. Luka Doncic, now four. He will have 21 more games until February 28th when he will turn 20 years old to move up that list. So there's there's a path where he passes LeBron James for the most 30-point games in, as a teenager. Which, if you care about, which if no, you care about random records, which some of our listeners do because they uh, cared about the Dirk one the other night in uh, Boston. Yes, if you care about that one, then you should be monitoring this one as well. We did have people tweet us and be like, I do care about that record. And I was like, okay, to each their own. We also had people tweet us and say that they eat the coleslaw from Raising Cane's. So yes. our, some of our listeners are insane people. I, I blocked more people today on Twitter than I have a long time. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat the coleslaw from Raising Cane's, you People will be love blocked. that analogy, though. That's such a good analogy that you're talking about how it's like Raising Cane's. They do one thing well. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Powell's the coleslaw. <laughs> the cane sauce just makes everything on the menu so much better. Dwight Powell has to eat the coleslaw now because I, because he, he has to defend the coleslaw. We, we had one person tweet us and said they were in Raising Cane's eating and Dwight Powell walked in two canes and I started laughing. That's not true. No, that, it was tweeted at us, so everything tweeted is true. Stop. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... The night was a little frustrating, but it ended well. The Mavericks, the Mavericks did win, by the way, 104 to 94. Luke had his 30 point game. Uh, it did not get ruined by anyone else, and so we're uh, hopeful. Moving on, the uh, Mavericks play on Friday. Friday, Friday yeah, so- at the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are coming off a uh, a really great win against the Thunder. Uh, Ryan Saunders is taking over their coaching for Tom Thibodeau. He is the son of Flip Saunders, who was the coach and uh, I think president of basketball operations for the Timberwolves, and he passed away two, three years ago, three years ago. Gosh, that feels like it was yesterday. I know. Yeah, Baby Saunders is doing good. And ba- Baby, he's... because he's 32 years old, by the way. <laughs> Tweet us if he... you're over 32 years old and not a coach in the NBA. I wonder who the oldest person who listens to this podcast is. If you think you're the oldest person who listens to this podcast, tweet at us. No, 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 no. You can message me on Facebook. (laughs) You can send me a letter. Do you still have AOL Messenger? (laughs) I just love my Hotmail. Um, 
<laughs> no, I get we get stats, and I don't know if like someone's listening on somebody else's device, but it tells me what age. And uh, we do have a segment of over sixty-five listeners. Please, please let me. I, 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 I honestly want to. I don't know. I don't know what I could do for you, but I want to do something for we you. We want to interact over, somehow. If you're over sixty, I want to interact with you somehow, and you listen to this podcast. I want to pick your brain about basketball and life. I need life tips. I, I'm always. I love getting advice from people older than me that have went through things that I'm going through or could go through. And I'll, yeah, I enjoy we, this. We do have one over 60 listener. Uh, he is a billionaire. Oh yeah. And he is a, 60. he is a listener of this podcast. Shout you out don't to, look, shout out you don't Mark. look 60 Mark. He doesn't No, I never would have guessed if I just had to straight up guess, but, um, <clears throat> going back to the team, we got to see how Dennis's back is going forward. If if this is going to be an extended thing, yeah, the wrist practice. thing, and now the back is that's concerning. I'm con- I'm concerned about that. Uh, didn't practice, and then just seeing he obviously set out the Suns game, and uh, this is just hu- it's a huge spot for him and just development um, connection with Luca and all this stuff. Uh, we'll see if Maxi stays in the starting lineup. Um, I'm assuming Dirk will probably be back on Friday. Um, I'm just, I'm saying that loosely. I don't know anything. So, um, yeah, it said he was yeah. sick tonight. It's not like it was an injury. He was like literally just sick. Okay. Um, Maxi back in the starting lineup. Yeah. Let's see if, um, it just kind of sucks that if Maxi isn't starting, I feel like he doesn't like get a big role, but I know what it's either um, start or less than five minutes. It's just the weirdest thing. I love seeing Jalen Brunson out there. Uh, I thought he had some good minutes. Uh, he played just under 15 minutes. He had seven points and, a, and one assist. He had a couple of passes that should have been assists, but guys missed shots. Uh, but I thought he played well in his move. And Rick's rotations tonight. That I mean, I know we kind of glossed over that. We're not going to dive into it too much now. Just see, let's see how uh, if he sticks to those come uh, Friday night. He let he put Luca. He took Luca out in the first quarter. Left the other four starters in, but took Luca out. Yeah, which is different played and then brought Luca back in with two minutes to go in the first and played him with the bench unit. So he put Luca in with the bench unit different times to play against these second units. I know some people's been talking about that, um, that, you know, some of these other stars, and when we play against like the Pelicans, Anthony Davis is yeah. like feasting on our bench and stuff. So, uh, we'll see how that starts. Luca started the fourth quarter tonight. Usually we see this thing to where the bench starts the fourth and plays until like, you know, they're we down always by get, 10. Yeah. And they wait until they're down by 10 and put the stars <laughs> back. In. So like Luca play started the fourth and like, so like there was a, there was some switch up. Let's see if that was part of the game plan or just something they had to do based off Dennis and, you know, being out and stuff. So we'll see if that uh, carries into Friday. The bench unit of, uh, JJ, Jalen Brunson, Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell was interesting to me because that just it, it's just a, a lineup that can do a lot of things. Uh, Dwight Powell is having some frustrating, a frustrating month, a frustrating year season <laughs> so far. Yes. But but I do like that that lineup is is kind of interesting. Uh, there's three ball handlers. There's two guys that can finish, and Dorian when he's hitting shots. And Dorian hit a couple shots tonight. Uh, he hit one shot tonight. He won, won three, but. Uh, it's good to see him hit a shot, and then uh, Dwight can finish on you know lobs when he does, and then Brunson, JJ, and Luca that can just do lots of different playmaking. That was, this is an interesting lineup. I don't think we've seen that lineup before. No, I I don't remember seeing it. So, 
got to love it. 41 games into the season and you're still seeing new lineups from Carlisle. Yes. Yes. Which we're, we're glad that we're seeing new lineups, even though it did come because of injury, but all right, guys, that's it. That's going to be it for us. Um, a good win. We're uh, a good second half in a, in, a, in a win that was needed. If they didn't win this game, Isaac and I would have been fuming coming on the, this podcast. You, you heard how, how I was kind of frustrated earlier in the pod, and this was after a win. If we'd lost this game, I would have just burned the place down. So, uh, the guys, again, second most downloads ever yesterday. We really appreciate it. If you, uh, if you know Mavs fans that would like a podcast, text it to them. Send it to them. It's so easy to to share stuff now. It's so easy to share the podcast. Uh, there are followers on Twitter and you know Instagram in different places. I love the people that that Instagram you know the trade requests and I put them on their story and, and send you know uh, posts of them listening to Lockdown Maps. We really appreciate it because there are followers you guys have that we don't have. Even though you know, yes, you look and you're like I only have you know a couple hundred followers and Isaac and Nick have. You know, these couple thousand and, you know, there's, there's got, there's people out there that, that have not heard the podcast yet and we want to keep growing. And the more this grows, the more we can bring more pods and the more likely that we will, um, we'll do, you know, six shows in one week and things like that. So, um, yeah, just keep, let's grow the show. Like Ben and skin like to say, and, uh, yeah, the keep, amount of people that like people have reached out and said, Hey, I created a Twitter just to interact with you guys. Yes. Because uh, that's normally, and uh, maybe we, we'll create something in the future to where we can all interact uh, in a better way um, as pod listeners and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot. We look uh, forward to doing this pod every day. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Luka Doncic, Rookie of the Year. Write it down. <laughs>